Okay. Hey guys. So today we have Sarah Barber from Airplane Media. Um, she's a book coach. And um, so I'm going to be talking to her today about a, a bit of her background and what she does for people and about um, questions around how you can either get your first book out there or, um, or if you've already been writing, how you can make the most of that to be able to I guess um, with, well, with books, it's about positioning yourself as the expert and um, for a lot of people, it's a passion as well. So we'll be talking a lot about that and I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of it. So um, thanks, Sarah, for, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Ellie. That's all right. So first of all, um, tell us a little bit about, about yourself and I guess about your background, how you got into this. Okay. Um, I've been working with authors for a little over four years now. And originally, I started off as an editor. I do a variety of editing services, developmental editing, proofreading, copy editing. And uh, over that time, I should say, I also wrote, uh, written five books of my own, cool. four of which I self-published. And as I kind of went through this, I began to realize that um, a lot of the resources that are out there are really aimed at fiction authors and people who want to be full-time authors. Yeah. They'd, they'd really like to make that their living. And there were not as many resources for people who uh, are entrepreneurs who maybe want to write one or two books as part of want to write a book or two books um, to support their business yeah. and I help them figure out what to write about and how a book is going to serve their business and who their audience is and what the best way is to get that book into the hands of their readers. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. And what were your books about when you, your first books? <laughs> They've um, been on several different things. My first book was actually written, I guess, five years ago, four, four years ago now, it came out and it was a collection of knitting patterns. I was uh, struggling to uh, make a living, not really make a living, but um, become a professional knitting pattern designer. And I had a book published by a small press here in the United States that specializes in craft books. So that was kind of fun. Um, and there was some, it was before I was editing. So it was, it was, uh, but I got to see a lot of the book production process um, from that end and learned about it. Mm -hmm. And then I have two, two nonfiction books, both of which are about editing. One is about how to hire an editor and how to work with them successfully. And one is about how to be an editor if you want to, um, to take up freelance editing. Yeah. And then I have two novels as well, both romance novels, which I published under the pen name, The Ed Dawson. Okay, awesome. Cool. A little bit, a bit of everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. So, um, now, like, with, with entrepreneurs, there's obviously, um, I guess, different thoughts on what you should do with books around if you should put it up for free and use it for lead generation uh, or if you should make it like a paid thing and try and make some money from it. Um, what do you think is the best option or what are the, the positives and negatives of, of both of those, I guess? It totally depends on your business and where you are in business and what you need. Um, I do caution people that if income is important to them, it's 
difficult to make a lot or substantial amounts of money from just one or two books. The people who really make money self-publishing are people who are turning books out. Um, you know, I, I work with a, a, a fiction client who published, I think, eight books last year. Yeah. And, you know, these are, you know, that's how you make money on Amazon is you just keep on putting out books. So it's unusual for a single book by someone who's not particularly well-known to make yeah. appreciable amounts of income. So yeah. I do caution people, don't go into it thinking you're going to like buy a Mercedes or buy <laughs> your vacation home with the proceeds from your book. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say you can't make money. Yeah. Um, I, I do know, for example, I know an author who started off with her first book. She put it online and sold it directly from her own website for, I think, $50, yeah. which is lot for a for book. Yeah. It's a lot more than you would expect to pay on Amazon. But she was kind of positioning it as an information product. It was the lead lead into a more expensive course that she was selling. She had the she had a, a very niche topic and a very niche audience that was willing to pay that amount for the information yeah. she was giving. Yeah. So in her in that situation it worked. Mm -hmm. And then after a year or two she ended up putting it on Amazon and now she sells it there for nine or ten dollars. Yeah. So you can, you can change, you can kind of move from one to the other back and forth. Mm. Um, so, so anyway, that sort of covers the income. It's, it's certainly possible to, uh, to, to boost your, your email list with a book that can be a really good goal. And if that's something you need to do and, or want to do, then that's uh, a great there, you know, there are ways you can position your book before it's launched so that you're getting people to sign up to your list. You can, put uh, links and bonuses within the book itself and get people to come back and sign up to you. Mm -hmm. um, you can create, you know, sort of, uh, um, <laughs> lost, lost the word. Um, you know, you can, you can create bonuses and opportunities around it yeah. uh, for people to, um, sorry, I'm going to take off my sweater. It's really hot here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, Yes, uh, boosting your email list is a good good option. Yeah. Um, credibility is one that people talk about a lot, especially people who want to get speaking engagements, who want to be uh, quoted in the press, who want yeah. some kind of you know more more visibility and credibility than they have now. A book is a very nice way of sort of encapsulating your knowledge and letting people know that uh, you are an expert mm -hmm. in your field. Yeah. Um, and finally, there's there's the Tripwire product, and that I think is kind of overlooked, but if you have a more expensive product or service that you, is what you really want people to buy, yeah. then a book is a really nice way to kind of bring people into your marketing funnel, let people know what you're about, give them the opportunity to pay something small, you know, make a, a, a relatively small investment in you so it's not something overwhelming, but they can sort of say, okay, well, this was worth $5, $10, $15, and then they're going to be more likely to go and buy something that is a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars from you later on yeah yeah totally yeah awesome cool um and i guess to to add to that so i i had a client who 
he'd he'd done really well he really built his following put out a lot of free information um he has over 500,000 followers on Instagram now um at the time he didn't he uh, he still had a lot though and he'd really built his email list and his social media following he put a $9 ebook out there and he made 45 grand in a week and a half nice <laughs> but in saying that like like what you said it's it's not common to do that you've got to have that following first mm-hmm. um whereas for most people they they like you said, they're not going to be able to buy a fancy car or whatever. They probably make, I don't know, $10, $100 or whatever here and there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's good that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, it really depends so much on how much, how big a following you have to begin with, where you're selling your book, um, yeah. what kind of price point you can command. You know, the, the royalty system on Amazon and other retailers is such that, it's very difficult to make more than five or six dollars per sale. Yeah. But if you sell it from your own site for you know if at a price of fifty dollars, then you're making basically fifty dollars. You know, you're you're not paying very much in terms of you're going to pay a little bit of a PayPal fee or whatever. But yeah. um, you have the potential to make a lot more, and you won't need as many sales to make the same amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Do you think there's a a, the be- a best kind of price point if you are putting it on Amazon? Sorry, your sound cut out for just a second uh, there. Could you think there is a best price point to put it at if you're putting it on Amazon? Well, the way Amazon's royalties work um, is that between $2.99 and $9.99, you make 70% of the royalty price. And if, it's, if your price is below that or above that, then you only make 35%. Okay. So if you sell your book for $0.99, cents, you're going to be making about $0.33 cents per sale if you sell it for... Um, uh, I, what's, if, if you sell it for $20, actually, you'd be making exactly the same amount of money per sale as you would at $9.99. Yeah. So Amazon really is trying to keep you into this, this yeah. $2.99 to $9.99 um, range. Mm. And, there's, it's, and especially since Amazon, you know, people, people have expectations as to what, what a book should cost on Amazon. Yeah. So it's, it's really tough to say that you should price it above $9.99. Yeah, uh, especially self-publishing author. You see traditional publishers selling ebooks at higher price points, but they're kind yeah. of a different story. Um, yeah. So I definitely wouldn't sell it on Amazon for more than nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, and you know, in, I'm not sure if if in Australia the the price range might be slightly different, but I think it's basically the same. I think it is, yeah, because I know my partner said to me the other day we were looking. He was looking at a book for me, and um, he's like, "Oh, it's ten dollars on Kindle," and he's like, "Oh, that's." I was like, "Oh, that's good," and he's like, "No, that's expensive." <laughs> oh, yeah, for Kindle, yeah, true. Yeah, um, so. yeah. So people people have sort of expectations that the Amazon price is not yeah. going to be very much. Um, and, you know, a lot of people do sell their books at 99 cents or they didn't make them available for free just to kind of bring people in and get yeah. people to have the book and then hopefully go on to sign up for a mailing list or take some other action later on down the line. But they're not, you know, at that price, you have to sell a lot of books to make any kind of money. Yeah. And I think that's, is that how people get the Amazon bestseller thing as well by driving <laughs> in the beginning? Yeah, yeah the, the whole Amazon bestseller, it, it, basically when people say that, they're talking about being at the top of a particular category. Yeah. And some categories are very competitive. Some categories are really not competitive at all. Yeah. So it really doesn't have anything to do with the number of books that you've sold. 
It's just a matter of, you know, can you sell a certain number of books within a short enough time to yeah. get to the top of a particular category yeah. where, you know, you may or may not stay for very long. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't put too much. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just makes you sound good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, cool. So what would you say if someone's wanting to write their first book um, how do you think that they need to plan it? Like what do they, what do they need to, um, do to be able to start that process? Well, I would start with thinking in terms of what do you really want to get out of it professionally? Because the book that you write when you're just starting your business and you want to get an email list going and get some attention might be a very, very different book than the book you write after you've been in business for five years and you're trying to get high-end speaking engagements. Mm. You know, you, one is probably, you know, the, the, the email list book is probably short and targeted. The I'm an authority in my field book is probably longer. It might have more research. It might have more stories in it. So think carefully first about what you really want to do with this book and, and don't expect one book to do everything. Yeah. Maybe have a plan for one thing that you would like to see it do really, really well. Yeah. And once you've kind of figured that out, think about who is the audience that is going to help you achieve that goal yeah. and what is the problem that you can solve for that audience. Yeah. And do you want to solve it in a short 10,000 word book or do you want to solve it in a full length, 60,000 word book mm. and both are fine. You can easily publish both and, and create hard copies of both and they both look nice. Yeah. Um, but think in terms of, is this going to be a big project, a small project, an in-between project? Uh, and then I'm a big fan of outlining really, really thoroughly because it's, you know, it's very easy to say, Oh, get up at five in the morning, write for an hour, write a thousand words. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Nobody really does. I mean, people do do that. Um, I do know people who have that kind of structure in their lives and the discipline. But a lot of us, especially if we're working from home and we've got kids, it's just kind of like I'll, I might have three hours to write. I might have 15 minutes. I might not get to write at all for another couple of days. Yeah. So an outline is fantastic for really helping keep you in line so that when you do have to put your book down for a little while and come back to it later, you've got to place to start. You can say, okay, this is where I was. This is where I, what I need to do next. Mm -hmm. I've got this map that tells me exactly where, what I need to, to, start, to, to write next. Yeah. Otherwise you can forget what you've written. I know I've done yeah. that. Oh yeah. <laughs> over it. What was I talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gets very easy to kind of get stuck in the weeds and write the same thing over and over again and not yeah. really be sure what you want to say next. So having an outline that really takes you through the whole thing to begin with, it just keeps you on task. And if and it lets you know if there's anything you need to do beforehand. Like if you, you might say, oh, you get halfway through your, your outline, say, oh, I really need to research this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I need to interview someone. I need to ask someone these questions. And that way you don't get halfway through the book and suddenly get distracted with having to do all these other things in order to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, what do you – so – Okay, they follow that process, they've decided who it's for and what it's going to be about and written the outline and then they've written it all. What's the next step? So obviously like editing and then, and then getting mm -hmm. it out there, how do they go about that process? Well, most of the time, what most people are going to need is at least some form of editing. Um, there are three basic types of editing. You can get a developmental editor, also known as a content editor, 
and they help you with the structure, the organization, making sure that you have a coherent theme, that it's supported, that you don't have a lot of extra junk in there that you don't need. And just, just make sure it's a good readable book. Yeah. Copy editors help with the sentence flow. They make sure your grammar is good. They make sure it's not redundant. They make sure that um, it reads nicely. It's a good reading experience. And a proofreader goes in at the very, very last minute and fixes all the typos, fixes the um, spacing and the punctuation, spelling, that sort of thing. Yeah. And in a perfect world, you would have all of these people but that gets expensive, yeah. and you know, I realize that not everybody is going to have the budget or the patience for all of that. So you do what you can. You figure out what is it that you need most. Yeah. Uh, of all of those, you know, I would say, I, I, hate, I, I don't want to say that one is more important than the other. They're all good. It really, really just depends what you need. Um, I've worked with a lot of authors, for example, for whom English is not a first language, mm. and they often have really good stories but they need help at the kind of copy editing level where they were, yeah. we're fixing their sentence structure and making it sound like natural English. Um, but other people, you know, are going to benefit more from a developmental edit, which is really kind of structuring the story and making sure that it's, um, that it reads like a story. Yeah. So yeah. It just depends. Okay. Um, so after the editing or, you know, while, while you're getting the editing done, you can be looking into cover designers as well. And, you know, as, as an editor, I encourage everybody to get their book edited, but I have to admit that what sells the book is the cover. Yeah. And if you've got a lousy cover, it doesn't matter how good the rest of the book is, it's really tough to sell it. And I have made mistakes with my own covers, and I had an experience with one of my novels where the, it, you know, I, I did all kinds of promotion when I launched this book, and I just could not get it off the ground Mm. And I finally got some feedback and people said the cover is pretty, but it's not right for this, yeah. for this genre. Changed the cover and sales went straight up. Yeah. So okay. it really is worth getting the cover nailed and making it look professional. Mm. Uh, I know everybody's going to be, not everybody, but people are tempted to do the cover themselves and it's possible to do that, but really be honest with yourself about whether you've got the design skills to do it well. Yeah. And, um, there are hundreds, thousands of, of qualified, good cover designers out there at a huge range of prices. I mean, you can yeah. spend $10, $20, you can spend thousands of dollars. It really, really yeah. depends. Yeah, okay. I think and, I can change my old cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, that's, and that is another thing to keep in mind is that you can change things. That's one of the great things if you're self-publishing. You can make changes anytime. Yeah. And, Decide your cover's not working for you, you can just go in and change it out and see yeah. if that helps. Yeah, cool. Um, um, and so you said, obviously, you do editing, but um, mm -hmm. so depending on, uh, so that would be a great reference if someone's looking to get in touch with you, but where else, if someone wants covered, cover art done or um, design or editing and things like that, where would they go and, and look for someone? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, there are a lot of places you can go. Um, I, I think word of mouth is one of the best ways to find people. If you can contact people who've already been through the process and work with people that they recommend personally, that's always a nice place to start. Yeah. Um, there are, uh, there's a company called Reedsy, R-E-E-D-S-Y, that uh, sort of vets, editors, uh, book designers, um, cover designers, marketers, anybody who has to do, has 
you know, who works for authors mm-hmm. and they can be a good place. They're a little, they, they, they charge um, a commission on both the uh, service provider end and the author end. So it's a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. than you might find elsewhere. Uh, but generally speaking, I think their, their work is pretty good. Yeah. Um, there are places like uh, Elance and Upwork and freelancer.com, which are, it's a mixed bag. You might find someone great. It might, you might have to kind of paw through a bunch of junk before you find that person. Then, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, at Fiverr, um, some people have had really good luck with Fiverr. Some yeah. people have not. It's, you know, again, it's just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, you know, almost anywhere that you would be looking for services in general, yeah. you'll probably find people who who have the the skills to to help you with your book yeah okay cool awesome and so i guess the next step after that then is obviously getting it up on um on amazon or wherever they want to put it in landing page or whatever kind of process they're doing with it Mm -hmm. um what what are your tips around that on on first of all getting it up and then uh on on getting it out there and promoting it so it's seen by as many people as possible mm-hmm. well one one service we didn't talk about was formatting um which oh. you you know if again if you've got the skills to do this yourself that's great um i find it a lot easier and to simply hire it out because i it, it takes me a long time so i'd rather just pay someone to do it yeah. um but Formatters can help your book, uh, help organize it so that it both looks good as a Kindle or whatever ebook format you're using, and they can format it for create space, print on demand, so it looks nice as a hard copy book. Yeah. So that's something you might want to take care of as well. And um, from a technical standpoint, uploading a book onto Amazon is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. You have to just upload your files, you fill out some forms about the title, you promise them that you have the copyright, you tell them how to get in touch with you so they can pay you. Yeah. And it's, it's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, promoting the book is a whole different story. Uh, Amazon, uh, its Kindle program will let you uh, pre, uh, put your book available for pre-order so people can order it for up to 90 days before it's actually available for sale and download. And that can be a really good thing to do while the book is in the pre-launch period. So you can Use that time to be guest posting and doing interviews and uh, doing webinars, you know, whatever it is that you want to do to bring attention to your book. And you can tell people about this book. You can go and buy it on Amazon right now. Maybe it's at a discount for now. Yeah. And then when it's actually released, it'll just download automatically onto their, their e-readers. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, so that's, that's a really good option to take advantage of. And then you've got that kind of got, uh, two, or, you know, two or three months before the book is actually on the market where you can kind of be getting people interested in it. Yeah, it makes me think of um, Gary Vee, actually, with his latest mm-hmm. book um, a few months ago, whenever it came out. He was doing, he was on so many podcast <laughs> interviews and um, face-to-face interviews and all these different interviews promoting the book. And then he mm-hmm. got people to to pay him to, to buy a certain amount of books for them to then be promoting it as well. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many ways you can be creative about it. And the, the biggest mistake I see people make is they, they launch the book on Amazon and or I should say they release the book on Amazon and then they start the launch process. Then they say, hey, my book's available. Go buy it. Yeah. And I think it's it's a better idea to kind of get people interested beforehand, yeah. get reviews underway. That's a big one. So that when you like really launch, when you really tell people it's on the market, 
when they go there, they can see that it has five-star reviews from a bunch of people and that's some social proof. It will go a long way toward making people feel like this is something I want to invest in. Yeah, cool. And would you recommend, um, what would you recommend for people who are just starting out, just putting on Amazon or like promoting online or actually getting a, a hard copy or it depends? Like what's I would do, I would do a little bit of everything. Um, if you're going to do Amazon, you, there's no reason not to do both the Kindle ebook option and the CreateSpace hard copy option. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really that much more expensive. You might have to pay for an extra type of formatting. Uh, you might have to pay a little extra for a cover that has the back cover and the spine for it as well. But it's not going to be that much more. And there's no, uh, there's no other upfront cost. Create space and Amazon doesn't charge you a fee to, to create a, a book listing. So I would say if you're going to put your ebook up, then make a paperback uh, version available as well. It makes the ebook look a little bit more legitimate, like someone's gone to the trouble of making these yeah. paperbacks, not just another ebook, it's a real book book. Yeah. And, and it gives you the option of having a book that you can literally give to people. You could do book signings, you could send it to someone you admire as a gift, you could give it to a local journalist and see if they'll write an article about you. Yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, I think for the, for, the, for the cost involved, there's no reason not to do both. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What about audiobook? Um, that is a great idea. It is a little bit more of an investment. Mm-hmm. You, the audio um, system on Amazon, they're, they're quite, um, they have fairly strict requirements about quality. So you, you really do need good equipment. You need a soundproof room. You need the right kind of microphone and uh, the right kind of editing, sound editing equipment. Yeah. And certainly, ways that you can do it more cheaply or, or more expensively, but it's going to be more of an investment no matter how you slice it. Um, and uh, through Amazon, through their ACX audio program, you do have an option where you can hire uh, narrators and uh, sound producers, mixers, who can take care of the book for you. Okay. And then they have these, these varying royalty options where you can either agree to split future royalties with the people who help you, or you can pay them outright. Or, so, you know, there's, there's a variety of ways to approach that. And of course, you can also go off outside of Amazon and, and find professional narrators and, and professional sound people who can help you. Yeah. Uh, it really depends on your budget. But, and I think if, you, if you've got the patience and the equipment, if you have... Um, if you're able to, to narrate your own book, yeah. that's nice, especially if you've got kind of an online personality where people know your voice and yeah, they want to hear you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a nice way of connecting with people. But not everybody wants to do that. Not everyone can do it. So yeah. it's, it's an option, but it is, it is, and it's a good option. I, I don't want to be discouraging about it because I think it's a really nice thing to have an audiobook uh, available for, for people as well. But yeah. just be aware, it's, it's more of a, um, more of a process than simply uploading a, uh, an ebook. Yeah, yeah. So obviously the ebook and the the hardcover or paperback or whatever um, first, and then audio if they want to. Um, mm-hmm. So what would you say? Um, so we'll wrap up in a minute. But what would you say are your biggest tips? Anything that we haven't covered or digging deeper on anything that we have? Um, what would you say are your biggest tips for people who are, are wanting to write and get themselves out there in that way? And also some of the biggest mistakes that you see and how to avoid them or overcome them. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the, the biggest mistake, well, I guess the biggest mistake is, is simply not writing a book at all, mm-hmm. assuming that you want to. I mean, nobody should feel like they have to if you yeah. don't feel called to write a book, don't do it because it's, yeah. it's extra work. But, um, but, you know, if you think it would be something that would be fun, if you feel like it would be a good way to share your message, then absolutely do it and, and don't, you know, don't, don't feel like it's something that you can't do because you need to wait until something else happens. You, know, you don't need anyone's permission. You don't need to go, th- if you want to go through a publisher, that's great, but you can self-publish easily. You're on your own. It's a great way to, to get your book out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that the biggest mistake is simply not writing a book at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next biggest mistake is, um, as I mentioned earlier, just putting your book up on Amazon and telling a few people that it's up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, I know it's not easy because I, I struggle with self-promotion as well, but mm-hmm. it's really worth taking some time before the book is officially on the market to drum up some interest and, and get people excited about it, get reviews for it. That's really important. Yeah. Um, and um, general tips. Um, you know, I think, uh, like I said, be very clear with yourself on why you're writing this book. Um, don't expect too much from a single book. But on the other hand, don't tell yourself and tell other people that you just want to be an author. You know, it's, it's okay to kind of claim mm. your space and say, I want this book to get me more speaking engagements. I want this yeah. book to build my email list or build my business. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to say I'm an author, but really anybody can say that. Yeah. So, you know, make it work for you. and. Yeah. Don't be afraid to, to say, tell you, at least to yourself, say, you know, this is what I really want out of this experience and then, yeah. then work through that. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I know someone um, recently who she put a media kit together. Um, she was getting on podcasts and doing guest blog posts. She wrote a book and um, put all of that together in a media kit. And then she was able to start contacting corporate and her very first speaking gig, and she's quite new in business, I think, um, her very first speaking gig was with Google. And That's awesome. Yeah, she got that job because of, like the book was one part of it, but um, that obviously positioned her as an expert in that area um, with the other things that she did as well, putting that all together, it got her an amazing um, speaking gig that can then obviously, um, obviously like there's big gigs like that. You'd, Mm -hmm. I didn't assume she got paid for. Um, but not only that, it's just an amazing opportunity that then leads to other things as well. Exactly. That's great. That is an excellent use of the book. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I love stories like that. Yeah. Cool. So, um, where can, where can people find you if they want to, if they want to follow you on social media, um, (laughs) And yeah, anything else that you'd like to add just um, to, to wrap up? Okay. Um, my website is aeroplanemedia.com. And it's the um, Australian spelling of aeroplane, A-E-R-O. Yeah. Confuses Americans, but most <laughs> Australians get it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm on Facebook under the same name where you can find me. My, my personal Facebook is Sarah Barber. Yeah. And um, Twitter, also Aeroplane Media. So pretty straightforward. And I'm always happy to connect with people and... Um, if you if you go to my site, I have a, a, a free self-publishing checklist that kind of walks you through the various steps of getting a book onto Amazon. Awesome. So that a lot of I've gotten good feedback on that. It's kind of nice to have that all broken down for you. Yeah. Um, 
And I also have a, a little workbook on, um, you know, what to, what to think about before you write a book. Yeah, cool. Is it right for your business at this stage? And what do you need to make a book work for you? Yeah. So I invite people to come and check those out. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Well, thanks so much. It's been great chatting with you. And I know everyone's going to get a, um, that's watching this is going to get a lot out of this. And hopefully they, if they haven't done this before, that they go out and start writing their first book. Um, I hope so. You know, I did one a few years ago, um, which when I had my fitness business, it was called Love Yourself Healthy. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't really promote it properly or anything like that. <laughs> I just put it up there. But I'm, I'm about to put one together for, for business, for business coaching now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's at the top of my mind at the moment and Good. it's really connected. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ellie. This has been really fun. That's all right. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Okay. See ya. Bye.